Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and eat meat in it. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to church this morning. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad talk about what happens in your body when you consume alcohol. One or two drinks can impair your reasoning and emotions, which means you can decide to do some dumb things like drink more. As more alcohol is consumed in the body, your vision and speech are impaired as well as your reflexes and balance. Alcohol is a drug and it affects your brain, your heart, your Excuse lungs. me, Ms. Renee. Can I just interrupt you for one second, please? Dr. Drew called me unfixable. And now... Hey, Allie. Just watched your movie. Wanted to see if you wanted to see my perky presenter. Our feature presentation... Uh- Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 23rd of August. What's up, fam? What's poppin'? Right, as P would say. Got nothing for either of you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you're just too white to play. That's the problem. Oh, okay. You're not not, uh, in the streets like Kevin and I are with the very... the streets. Very hip lingo, right? Obviously. I mean, straight out of 1983. Mm -hmm. Hip lingo. Guys, um... I'm serious about this ukulele thing. Now, I know you're going to mock me. <laughs> oh, <but> dear. <laughs> I've been getting good response from the listeners, mm-hmm. including some who play the ukulele, who say that it is uh, a relatively easy instrument to learn and that it is very relaxing. Right. And fun. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's a ton of YouTube tutorials, although I've, I've had some listeners that have even offered to help me. Wow. Offered, offered to help me. That's nice. Um, but I'm worried about, you know, anytime you start a new a new hobby... You know, you're worried about just wasting your time. You know, I don't want to get three weeks in and go, well, this is dumb, and then give up, and then I'm out 40 bucks for a ukulele. Then what? Ugh, right? Right? I was just going to uh, say, go for a, um, um, an inexpensive one, and Bean's like, 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste that $40. I'm just saying that's probably not a lot, and if it gives you a shot at joy, why mm-hmm. not? Yeah. But then I put then I just put it down and then I just add that to the long long list of things that make me feel like a failure. You know what I mean? Well, it's because... good you're not sabotaging it right, right away. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is why this is why I'm struggling with this because on the one hand I see the upside of being the guy who can play a ukulele because look, <laughs> at all those parties. What's that upside? <laughs> think think about all the times that'll come in handy. Sure. Well, I mean, in for your instance, house. Well, for instance, you're at an event. I can't imagine right now what kind of an event. You're not you're... at events, but go ahead. Okay, but all right. Let's say I'm on a plane then. Okay. And they, the pilot oh, comes on. The God. pilot comes on and goes, excuse me, Pastor, sorry to interrupt your movie, but uh, is there anyone on the plane who plays the ukulele? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> right? I'm the, I'm the guy. That's probably happened yeah. to me ten times. It's a great <laughs> example. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Put it in the file. 
But I'm just saying that that would be a nice skill to have in my back pocket, just like it'd be great if I could speak Spanish. You know right. what I mean? It's just something it's, uh, it's equally useful. It's something that it's something that it'd be nice to add to my uh, add to my list of contributions to the world. That's right. All. Sure. But, I think if there's a chance it will bring you any joy for any amount of time, just do it. That's what I'm saying. Give it a try. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You're nothing You'll be lost. Fine. Yeah. Ukulele it up. Yes. Yes. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Wow, are you stupid? Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm I talking it through here. Weird. I don't know where that talking came from. Through here. All right. So that's a vote. Yes. Now, yes. now, Chip. Let me ask you this: In uh, Well Flung Fart, do you guys need a ukulele player as a as a side man in your band? Bean, if you learn ukulele, you are in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. I would pay that's any true. amount of money to see that. That is going to change the sound of your group, though. I'll tell you that. I, I don't see you as being a ukulele-based band, but no, no, man, I just learn. Okay, all right. Well, you guys have uh, you guys have pumped me up now. Maybe I'll think about it. All right, all right. Do we have so time we've got the... we've gotten to you. We've gotten you to the point where you might mm-hmm. think about it. Think about yeah. it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm not committing. Okay, obviously. All right. All right. Here's the thing. Why? Oh, what? Do we have time for the thing? I don't think, I think so now. <laughs> After hearing the start. Is there any level of interest whatsoever in the room in going to a drive-in movie theater? Absolutely. It's funny you should mention that. No. Really? I have never been to one. And mm-hmm. when I was in Maine, there's one on the route to my parents' house. And I was like, I want to go. And my parents were like, Why? Right, exactly. So lame. But they were playing Ant-Man, and I was like, I should go. And then I didn't. The only people that want to go are the people who haven't gone. Right. I've never gone. I've never had one near me. Or mm. But why do you say that, Kevin? Because think about how many positives there are to going to a drive-in movie theater. Okay. Like I mean, bringing your own food, maybe? Uh, that could be one. Right? Mm-hmm. Not, not having to worry about people sitting next to you in the theater and talking, for instance. Um, being able to, you know, just spread out and be comfortable. You can and... neck in the back seat with Fonzie. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. If you want an old school, yeah. <laughs> uh, being able to go with your wife and be able to chat with her during the movie. But what, why are you going to a movie if you want to chat? Because uh, the, same way you ch- the, same, the same way you chat with your wife when you're watching television. It's a more of a communal experience that could be fun. Here's why I bring it up. is I saw an article today about a city in Virginia called Stephen City, maybe Stephen City, which looks like how it's spelled. But uh, it is one of only 300 drive-in theaters still in operation in the United States. By the way, in the 1960s, wow. there were over 4,000 drive-in movie theaters. A lot of those went away because they blow. I think you have a very negative attitude about this. Here's one of my problems. I love the sound of the movie. Mm -hmm. This is a little tiny speaker that sits in your window. Or you tune in on your radio to a little crappy... If you haven't been in years, what makes you think they haven't upgraded that? For instance, this theater, owner Jim Coop says he has added contemporary features like FM stereo sound and digital projection to make it a a good experience, Hmm. audio and video. Do you keep your car running? No. See, that's why I didn't go, because it was so hot in Maine. And I didn't want to sit there and Another negative. Yeah. By the way, just because you don't, doesn't mean other people are following the rules either. Oh. Um, Getting out, slamming the door, going back to get some popcorn. Kevin, you're ruining this experience. I'm just saying it's not a good experience. You are Mr. Negative on this, dude. (laughs) Uh, You can go and uh, tailgate, have a cookout if you want with your friends while you're watching a movie. Because you want to get to a movie four hours early? 
pound I'm some saying, beers. I'm saying during the movie you oh. could. You can make it a dinner and a movie thing. Cook sure. up some steaks or something while you're watching okay. your, your, you know, your film. That's not distracting to the car behind you. Two uh, two movies at this theater. Roasting marshmallows now. <laughs> What's going on? What with are that? they doing? This is a movie. <laughs> two uh, two movies, by the way. Two films cost eight bucks at this theater. Wow. Two movies, double feature for eight bucks. I uh, wait. Hold on. Guess it blows. <laughs> wow. Cheap in the price. Debbie Downer. I'm just saying. Maybe there's a reason it's eight bucks. Kids get it half price. Uh, you're welcome to bring your dog. Excellent. By the way, another awesome Excellent. thing about it. Sure. Roll down the window, get a little fresh air. Right. If the weather, if the weather cooperates. Sure. And if I'm the t- weather doesn't cooperate. Well, you don't. I mean, they, you don't go if, if it's, it's pouring, night. pouring rain or snowing or something like that. Oh, you that don't go. Romantic. You lost me. You don't go. The uh, This movie theater alley also features uh, waitresses on roller skates who <gasps> glide through the crowd serving concessions. Fun, like Ruby Tuesdays. Like the movie Grease. Or that. And some, uh, yeah. some, some, um, um Sock hops. No. People interviewed in the, uh, in, in the article say, hey, you know, I've never seen this in real life, but I remember it from the movie Grease. This is so fun. Okay. It's another man who loaded up his 1968 uh, Bronco truck with his family to go see Black Panther. It felt like a special occasion, a night out with the family. Great car. I'm just telling you, I like everything about this, you guys. I would go. You're not going to go, though. I would go to a drive in theater. I would because I don't I don't like the you know being around all the people in the theater and stuff like that and this way you're by yourself in my case because no one would go with me in a car enjoying yourself while you're watching the movie. Ew! Right? You didn't have to say that. Not right? like that. Disgusting. You just said enjoying yourself. You just said by myself enjoying myself. Right? Watching a movie. I, no, like we I'm don't need a, to know that. Right? Because I've that's a, why. God damn it. That's True. why. Because Bean thinks he won't get arrested. Right. <laughs> True fact, there's nothing, nothing here that says you need to wear pants when you go. So I'm just saying, as a suggestion, why Netflix and chill when you can go to a, a drive-in movie theater and really turn it into a special occasion? That's what I'm saying. Have like at Kevin, it, man. Have Kevin's at it. in. Sounds like Allie's in. You have a great time. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I can practice the ukulele while I'm watching the movie. Ew, is that what you're calling it? <laughs> Disgusting. We already told you. Don't tell us that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Beach show, shall we? So, the, uh, so tell me, like, how how this story is this based on real life? Uh, Doctor Drew stops by on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Always love talking to him. You injured your own junk. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Should we post the video or no? The video's pretty. It's well, the, pretty, the photo, even the enough. photo, even uh, the photo blows. Yeah. Photos enough. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not hard to injure your own junk. I'm True. telling you. When you're uh, practicing your ukulele. <laughs> you have to limit the amount of time that you're practicing. Right? right strong, exactly. softer. Uh, um, <laughs> dumb pet names on the show How today? dare you? I feel that's directed directly at me. Please. <laughs> totally is. Uh, our friend Jensen Carp is going to be in studio with Get Up On This. Nice. He says he's bringing a guest with him today. Right. A, a brand new internet roundup on the program today. And John Cho, <gasps> who's done a movie called Searching. Holy crap. That is so good. I saw on Twitter last night, Kevin, that you uh, you said you you sent it. So I'm excited to hear what you thought of it. Did I say I sent it? No, no you, you sent, sent it. it. So you, sent you it. didn't yeah. see it. You oh, sent it, which okay. could be past tense to some people. Pastor, I mean, D- Dave's an, Dave's an I seen guy. Yeah. Dave's an I seen that. Oh. Right? 
Did you so guys Kevin see earlier? I sent it. Did you guys see earlier in the day when I posted my people are dumb story? No. And misspelled which word would you guess? Oh, I hope it was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. But you could have played it off. It was D U M H. What? <laughs> <laughs> Got no idea. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Mally is here with our first look at what's happening on a Thursday. See a lot of Bizinga tweets and Bazingon tweets? I sure, sure did. They couldn't, yeah. couldn't wait to get to that, could oh, they? I don't know what that Lord. is. Well, you'll get it once I tell you that Warner Brothers Television and CBS announced yesterday that the Big Bang Theory will end its run in mm. May of 2019. Yeah. Sad bassoon indeed. I was so surprised by this news. I know it's been on for 12 years, but right. isn't it in the top five of TV shows on television? I think it's usually one or two. I thought yeah. it was that successful yeah. still. Yeah, yeah still. Who, who walks away from the biggest show on TV except for Rosie? Seinfeld. Okay. Seinfeld Those for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, it is odd, though. It will be the longest-running multi-camera TV series in history. The show debuted in 2007, has earned 52 Emmy nominations, 10 wins, and like Bean said, it will end after 12 seasons with 279 episodes under its belt. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a so, lot. Well, I mean, I'm sure they, they backed the Brinks truck, truck up to these actors. Who said no? I don't know. You would think it would have to be one of the two or three main people, and then... Mm-hmm. They all just said no. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It is very odd. But in an Instagram post, Kaylee Cuoco said that regardless when the sitcom wrapped up, quote, my heart would have been always been broken in two. So if it would have been last year, this year, whenever, she maybe she just didn't want to end it. But she also included a photo of the cast along with her post, adding that she and her colleagues are going out with a bang. Because it, it's the big, big bang. Big bang theory. Yeah. I'm going to add that show, and I'm sure you have this list as well, mm-hmm. to shows that you admire and that you think are quality, but you never watch them. Sounds on time for it. Um, yep. Okay. It's a good show. Yeah. Good show. I just don't watch Agreed. it. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, people love it. There's mm-hmm. one thing wrong with it, if I can say so. Okay. Is, is that the one that has uh, the bad um, laugh track? I don't well, know. I think that's a lot of I know it's a lot of, of them. Some of them are more offensive than others. I'm not yeah. positive that's the one, though. Hmm. I'm going to do some research. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Mm-hmm. All right. Glad to help. Well, I'm sure that Bean had his Taylor Swift little sensor feelings. What? Mm-hmm. Google <laughs> alert. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, your Google alert went off. <laughs> when you heard that her Reputation Stadium Tour is now the highest grossing U.S. tour by a woman. That's excluding residencies. This is according to Billboard Box Score. Across the 27 domestic dates that have been reported so far, she's brought in $191 million with an additional $11.1 million earned in Canada. Wow. She can sell out any stadium in this country for sure. Apparently. You have to think that... Um, the person that held the record previously has to be pissed, though. Oh, no, that was Taylor Swift. Mm, she yeah. beat her own record? She beat her own record, which was the 1989 World Tour. $181.5 million domestically in 2015. That uh, that worldwide haul of mm-hmm. that $250.7 million. Wow. 
Wowzers. I think there are some performers like Taylor, like uh, Beyonce, who just have a reputation. You two is another one who just have a reputation for putting on a stadium filling show. Right. With lots of things going on. And right. it's, yeah. it's worth seeing in person, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Coldplay, you two, mm-hmm. for sure. Very few bands, though, or, or artists. Very few. Right. Right. Well, Idris Elba again says no. And now I think he's really getting annoyed. So now he's saying no for real? No for reals. <laughs> um, while attending the premiere of his new film, Yardy, he, of course, was repeatedly asked if he would succeed. Daniel Craig, succeed. What? Daniel Craig is 007. I'm going to have some coffee after this, guys. <laughs> and he couldn't have been clear, repeatedly just saying no and then leaving the conversation. Then the next reporter would ask him no, and he would go on to the next one. Today also aired footage from a sit-down where he was pressed about it, and he said, I don't want to talk about it. Honestly, let's leave it. No! I mean, it, has, it has nothing to do with his life. It's just something that has just enveloped him now that he can't get out of, and he should just say, asked and answered. Exactly. But I didn't know that he previously said on NPR, and I found this interesting, he didn't want to do it because he didn't want race to be the focus of it. Because, of course, he'd be the first black James Bond. Mm -hmm. And he said Sean Connery wasn't the Scottish James Bond and Daniel Craig wasn't the blue-eyed James Bond. So if I played him, I don't want to be called the black James Bond. Is he a racist? I believe that's what we're saying, (laughs) ma'am. That is exactly what we're saying. I can't imagine, though, that every work you do from now on, that will be the first question people ask. Yeah, that would be super annoying. He's at the premiere of his new movie show about James Bond. I would probably lose my mind. (laughs) Absolutely. Also, I'd be like, why are you, why do you want me in James Bond? (sighs) Some birthdays for you guys. Friend of the show, Jay Moore, Kobe Bryant, Dean DeLeo. And Julian Casablancas. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Do we have Miss Christine Fung? Yes. We do, yes. Assistant producer of the Kevin and Bean Show. Yesterday, somehow your pet frog, Froggy, came up. <laughs> well, you guys were talking about the frog being held hostage. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So it, I was just mentioning that I also had a pet frog. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, it's an unusual pet for a college student, by the way, to have a frog in the dorm. It was a birthday present. Oh, not even your choice. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, he was adorable. And okay. your frog's name? Froggy. Mm. Sure. It's creative. And, I'll give you that. And <laughs> how were there other names in consideration or the minute you saw him, you said, damn, he looks like a froggy. I mean, I think it was like a split set. Like, I knew immediately. You know, mm-hmm. like with the baby, you're like, that's... Very similar. Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I keep babies in a terrarium, too, so perfect. <laughs> so, Froggy, and you, and you stuck with that. After you had the initial thought, you went ahead and kept it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had just it for like, a couple years. I'd just like to suggest that mm-hmm. the one person that shouldn't be making fun Amen. of Christine... Amen. ...is Bean. I'm Agreed. not making fun of I'm just trying to establish mm. a, just a chain of custody here. I'm just I trying see. to understand how it all happened. All right, Dave, our... Uh, our producer, King of Mexico, your early uh, early childhood dog was named what? My first dog was a Doberman, and his name was Boy. Here, boy. Here, boy. No. Hey, boy. So anytime That's... anyone said that, the dog ran to them? Yep. Wow. Was, Jumped it, over gates. It was, <laughs> it was indeed a, a male? It was. Okay, yeah. good. All right. That's not a given, considering it Dave. It is not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a boy. No, I didn't name it. 
I had a boy pig named Daisy because I had the name before I had the pig, so he was Daisy. Yeah, see, that's, that's the weird okay, thing. That's is weird. Bean has a lot of names for pets that are really bizarre, but he also has like an on-deck circle where he's got mm-hmm. names that are piling up that he doesn't have pets for yet. Okay. Uh, Dave, after boy, then what? Oh, my, I got Speck. From Pee Wee, from back. Wait, can yeah, you from can Pee you from Pee Wee's Playhouse? Enunciate that one. Spec. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. calling anyone names. Okay. Jack and Ray. Pee Wee had a pet named Spec. Yeah, in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, that's an awesome name. Yeah. So the 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 dog I had looked like it, so it was awesome. Um, then I had Bandit, and now I have Rhonda Ruffy. Why All Bandit? Because right. it had a, a brown patch over its eye. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. a little cute dog. Awesome. Yeah. And now, uh, Ronda Ruffy. Right. And Ronda Ruffy is an awesome name, Kevin. Don't you agree? No. Oh, yeah. uh-uh. How can you not? No, it's I love so the dog. Clever. The dog's super cute, but Ronda Ruffy's dumb. It's an awesome name. It's an awesome name. I thought you asked my opinion. Well, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Look, Dave loves Ronda Rousey. We all do. Same. It's, it's a tie-in. And I get can... the tie-in. You don't understand. Oh. He named the dog Ronda Ruffy because of Ronda Rousey. Sure. Oh, what? Oh, it's a pun. Yeah, I'm okay. not a big pun fan. I think right, he's Kevin, getting it now. You've had some dogs in recent years. What have you named yours? I have, but I really don't have wacky names. Mm-mm. Well, they don't have to be wacky. One of them was named Boots because oh, he had little white. Boots? He was brown and had little white feet. That's oh, for that's summer. cute. Kevin. So named a book Bo- uh, Boots. All right. And then we had a dog named um, Allie. <laughs> wow. Really? Before so, I ever met Allie. So do we. Yeah. Oh! That's it was, it was long so before mean. I ever even met her. I don't know how we came up with the name, but that's fine, Kevin. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you made it awkward, really. And then I had a dog named Dave, the King of Mexico. I don't remember any others. Mm. I used to have a cat named Ralph, by the way, before I knew our friend Ralph Garman. Okay. That's what he said. Because you want to know why? Yes. Because that's what his meow sounded like. Ralph. <laughs> so it sounded like he was saying oh Ralph, so I named the cat Ralph. Gosh. Why is that a terrible name? You know, you're the one making fun of the fact that I had a frog named Froggy. Yes. yes. He sounded like he was saying okay. Ralph, so we named him Ralph. I mean, okay, at least there's logic there. All, All right. right. Yes. What else you got? Uh, well, we've had a number of animals throughout the years. As sure, you know. we had a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a rescue farm where we took in uh, a, a bunch of different sorts of animals. So we he had... throws in rescue farms so people feel a little bad. <laughs> like that's a good dude. Right. Now he's going to tell you the names. We had uh, a rabbit named Tastes Like Chicken for obvious reasons. <laughs> wow, uh, I mean another... that's the official name. His name was Tastes Like Chicken. Was there a short? Did you say, "Hey, Tastes Like Chicken, come here"? <laughs> yes, that was. You didn't name. shorten it. Hey, taste. No, it was just tastes like chicken. Odd. Okay. Uh, and by the way, I have no idea whether that's true or not. It's just a thing that people say. He lived a they very don't. long and fulfilling life. Oh, they don't. No, okay. no. A uh, we also had another rabbit named Snowball because he was a you know little pure white little little bunny Snowball, mm-hmm. like Donald uh, Trump likes, right? We had <laughs> right. We had a guinea pig named Bedhead, which by the way is a perfect name for him because he was one of those guinea pigs that just had a just a big mass of hair that just stuck up on the top of his head like it looks like when you wake up in the morning your hair is everywhere. All right, you're telling us all the ones that make sense. I'd like you to get into the wacky ones. We also had a guinea pig named Wheat Wheat. Okay, what? Wheat Wheat. W H E A T? Mhm. Because that's the noise he made. Wheat 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 
Weep. So we named him Wheat Wheat. We had another guinea pig named Frito. Frito. Has he smelled like Fritos? No, because he was a free to a good home. See, now so right there, we just, we just oh. stepped over Frito. a line. His name was Frito because he was free to a good home. Uh, right. We just stepped over a line of uh, What are you talking about? Uh, just saying. What's next? Um, we had a turtle named Moesha, as you know. Uh, I was a huge <laughs> fan of the great uh, Brandy Norwood, the singer and actress, uh, back when uh, that show was on and in that, the 90s, Moesha. And that pet reminded you of her? <laughs> no, it's what? just it was a tribute to an actress and singer that I was a fan of, just like Rhonda Ruffy doesn't look anything like Ronda Rousey, but Dave's a fan. We had uh, turtles <laughs> named Spot, Elmo, Anna. We had a millipede Anna. named Ahmed. You remember Ahmed. Now, why'd you name him Ahmed? Why do you have a millipede? He had a millipede, first of all, an odd pet. Second of all, named it Ahmed. I loved Ahmed, first of all. And I got, so out of the millipede, I got out of the millipede business because they don't live long enough. You get very attached to them and they die like Because they really, they really play a lot with you and you can <laughs> really get attached to no, them. but you can put a millipede, you can, like my tarantula Chase fluffy, ball, same, same thing. You can put them on your hand and he can run up and down your arm and stuff like that. Oh, you remember that's Fluffy? Fantastic. Haven't you met yeah. Fluffy? Sure. He was adorable. Fluffy uh, got killed in the San Francisco earthquake, by the way. Wait, of, uh, Fluffy October. was the spider that was dead? He was, well, he died in the earthquake. The, no, he's been dead. He was dead. In 1989. <laughs> I, and, all right. What was the we, one I saw? That was Fluffy. Fluffy was dead. Yeah, because I had never been. Never moved. He didn't move a lot. I was there with Bean. I was like, Bean, show me where he moved. Because he was right there a year ago. He's dead. <laughs> he didn't move much. Ever. He did. He, did he was we dead. Had, Go ahead. We had another millipede named Zeke. We had two millipedes named Jane. Um, now, why did you name both Jane? Uh, one died, and then we replaced her with another one named Jane. We had uh, instead of toward the first one. That's all I'm saying. We had hedgehogs named Murray. He was my first hedgehog, and I love Murray. Oh, and then hedgehog. we had another one, another one named Miracle. She was adorable. Uh, we had sheep named Habibi. Habibi, hold on, Habibi. Habibi, yes. why? Habibi, if I remember correctly, Donna named her is Arabic for sweetheart. Okay. Okay. That's popo. Funny. Did you say Popo? We had Popo. Yeah. Is that named after? <sighs> The police? Uh, Donna named her, too. I don't remember what Popo was. Oh, after uh, the great Kevin Federline, Popo's Owl? I don't oh, could be. So. Yeah. Could be. We yeah. had, so, we had uh, two sheep that we rescued at the same time that we named after um, Queen Elizabeth and her husband. So their names were Philip and Elizabeth. Dumb. We had an, another sheep named Milagro. Uh, we had a buffalo named Buffy. That one's for you, Christine. Oh. That's right there like Froggy. Yeah. Yeah, right there we named her. We named her Buffy. I also right? had a puppy named Puppy, but... Uh, I had a cat. Happened? I had a cat named Puppy. Oh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had a dog named um, God Rest Her, the best dog I ever had. She lived to be 15 years old. We got her from the L.A. Animal Shelter. Her name was Camfong as Chin Ho. Now I'm um, sorry. Explain that one because yeah, we've kind of got kind of got to go out on that one. And by the way, did you use that whole name when you called her? Oh yeah. Well, so occasionally we would just call her Chin Ho or Chin Chin. But yeah, her name was Camfong as Chin Ho because. <laughs> Because Hawaii Five O, as you know, is one of my favorite shows of all time. Right, and the the character, one of uh, you know, one of Steve McGarrett's uh, chief men, was named Jin Ho, but he was played by the great Hawaiian actor Cam Fong. Mm-hmm. So in the credits, it would say Cam Fong as Jin Ho. And so, uh, so you go through all the credits looking for pet names? No, but it just it struck <laughs> out because he was one of my favorite characters, and I loved Hawaii Five O. 
Uh, we had Santa's Little Helper, who's another dog, which, by the way, I sh- I, I, I'm sure you respect that name because you're a Simpsons fan. That's the Simpsons dog, Santa's sure. Little Helper. And I bet there are a lot of Santa's Little Helpers around the world. Right? Sure. We had Atomic, Atomic Dog, named after the George Clinton song. I don't hate Allie, it. you respect that? That's pretty I strong. Don't I don't hate that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, I know we don't have much time, but I had a lot of other pets. We had, you know, we had Tater Tot, and we had Veruca, and we had Yum Yum, and we had Linus, and then we had our, all of our cows. We had Hay, and we had Buttercup, and we had Betsy, and then we had our Donkey Happy. Sure. And, and no then, pets named Dinner, huh? Dave. Come why on. would you hurt him like that? I just like I just like fun. I just like to toss out one I found on the internet that our mm-hmm. listeners might be interested in. That's Dave Growl. <laughs> That's a good dog's name. Just toss it out there if anybody wants to use it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. All right, Dave King of Mexico, our producer, back in the studio. How are you, sir? <sighs> you know. Okay. He, he's good. <laughs> Dave uh, Dave went to the Dodgers last night. He's a little depressed. Yeah. Mm. The rough patch right now for the boys in blue, you guys. Rough patch. Uh, he is here because it's time for a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. How long has it been since we've heard this old school theme from our friend Linda Polly? <gasps> Oh, sorry. (laughs) Kind of the high-quality entertainment you come to expect over the years from this program. There are a couple that I just want to mention that we're not going to play audio from. You can't, because I couldn't pick a good 15 seconds out of the Honest Trailers for Deadpool 2 because it's all so perfect. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's crazy good. If you love love the sensibility of Deadpool, you have to watch that. And, Allie, we put in your American Vandal Season 2 trailer (sighs) because you're so excited about that. It's going to be the best. I can't wait. <laughs> um, we do have a couple to spotlight. First of all, you don't watch a lot of uh, MSNBC, Kevin, because you're a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. But the Reverend Al Sharpton, who's one of those guys who looks ridiculous being so skinny. He needs to put the weight back on. <laughs> he was talking about some of the revelations in Omarosa, former White House uh, Donald Trump staffer. Omarosa has the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list right now, by the way. Wow. I wouldn't give Omarosa one dollar of my money. Uh, I mean, honestly, if she had... Had, if you had the key to Fort Knox, I still wouldn't pay her. I would. Here's, uh, here's Al Sharpton, though, and he had an interesting comment about her. Listen up. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal. And while we're talking about female canines, you know what they say about payback? It's a real, well, you, I'm sure you know the word I'm thinking of. So in the words... Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R E S P I C T. Oh, no. And the next time you get a black woman and a beagle confused, remember this I got you. Okay, so uh, thing A geez. is the president called her a dog on Twitter. That's what he's mad about. Thing two, could we hear his spelling of the word respect again, please? Show some R E S P I C T. Well, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not God. sure that proves your point, oh, Rev. Sorry about awesome. that. Ugh. 
All right, I hate this guy, and I hate the fact that he exists, but he le- appears to be uh, wearing a, a security guard outfit. He's in front of his computer. He goes by goes by the name Paul Flart on Instagram. <laughs> sure. Excuse me, Paul Fart. Is it Paul no, Fart Paul or Flart? Flart. No, it's Flart. It is yeah. Paul Flart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flart. And he decided why I don't know. Omar would appreciate because it. Because that's awesome. Yeah. That every time he needed to fart, he was going to document it by filming it in front of his computer at work. So it's <laughs> just a montage of, well, you'll get the idea. Just see his face after each one. <laughs> okay, that's plenty. I don't think we need it. Okay, we can. You hold on. A lot, hold on, this is my favorite part. Okay, thank you. So, yeah. So every, every day or two or three times a day, when he feels one coming on, he goes, oh, i got to run and get in front of him. That's probably computer. all one day. <laughs> yeah, and this is why this is the best uh, Instagram account to follow, because you see it, it's six seconds, and then move on. But if you've seen one, Dave, why do you ever need to see another one? Are you one? kidding? Did you hear the the vast variety? <laughs> right, that he has some you? What a range that guy yes. has! Yes, guys, we may be at peak internet. It may be time nope, to start nope. shutting some Not of it yet. down. Not is what I'm saying, Run, sir. Uh, there is a, a WTF video, by the way, of somebody who it's in a it's in a Mexican restaurant or bar. It looks like, and somebody decides to shoot a tequila bottle off a friend's head with a gun. Yeah, that seems dumb. Don't do that. (laughs) That's a video you should definitely be checking out. And how about uh, Luke Akins? He is, I don't know much about his background, but he's apparently some sort of a daredevil. He went up 25,000 feet in the air, so high up that you have to wear an oxygen mask, by the way, to jump out of a plane. Oh, wait, did I forget to mention, without a parachute, okay? He's jumping out of an airplane from 25,000 feet. He's the first person to ever intentionally jump out of an airplane (laughs) without a parachute. And the plan is that he's going to land in a net on the ground. Now, I don't know anything about parachuting. I've never done it. I never will. But you can't 100% control where you land, right? I think if you're good, you can. Yeah, yeah this guy, yeah. With, guy is a with huge... With a parachute. Yeah, no, but he's no. a skydiver. He's a base jumper. He knows what he's I doing. I think guys that have done it this much yeah. and this accomplished can. But I would but, say most but, people can't. But, Kevin, they the reason they're able to control where they land is because they have a parachute on. And they can mm. move with the wind. They can adjust yes, the direction they, they're going because of the parachute. You can't if you're free falling. You can. You can in use your arms suit. and your legs. Yeah, in a wingsuit, you yeah. can. All right. I don't know re- why you're arguing this. He did it. The guy did it. He, thank God, he landed in the net. No, it would have been Let's, better if he didn't land in the net. I don't oh, agree, Dave. Here's a, here's a condensed version of the play-by-play of this dude, Luke Aikens, jumping out of a plane without a chute. Jumpers are away. Jumpers are. They're off. At eighteen thousand feet, the oxygen mask will come off. That will be from his cousin Andy Farrington. We'll be closest to him. There goes the oxygen mask. Now at 12,000 feet, he'll hear a beep in his helmet. That will tell him he's halfway home. Momentarily, we'll see his jump team pull their chutes. And that means Luke is all alone for the rest of the way. There goes the chutes. Luke is on his own. And the crowd on the ground looking up, they have a visual on him right now. He's in! The dude did it. 
He made it. It was unbelievable. I was hoping it was going to be like a cartoon where he hits the net and it just shoots him back up. Into the plane? <laughs> yeah, <it's> back up. <laughs> How much would they have to pay you guys to duplicate that trick? Oh, stop. Oh, I, I won't even get up on the plane. Mm-mm. Yeah, Really? If they offered you $5 million cash, no. Dave, you, even though you just saw another dude do it. No. $5 million. Five, Wait. Can you take as much time as you want to practice? Or you you have to do it right now because none of us. Right well, we will die right immediately. <laughs> I, I I couldn't even jump off the stratosphere, let alone a freaking plane. That's true. Dave yeah. went up to the top of the stratosphere mm-hmm. and then and then chickened out and went back down. Yeah. What, yeah. And, that, and he were he wasn't even being asked to jump. That's just a roller coaster, right? <laughs> no, no. You could you could jump off the stratosphere. It's a, it's a tower. Yeah. 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 All right, here's, uh, we don't do this very often. This is a repeat Internet Roundup video, and I only brought this back because Kevin was out last Thursday when we did the Internet Roundup, and it's the best video of the whole year. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. She goes by Doja Cat. It has almost 4 million views already, and it's a video of her pretty much just dancing around in a bikini. Uh, At some point, she's wearing a a black and white Holstein cow onesie, uh, and she's singing a song. Like you do. She's mm-hmm. singing a song that is my... It's the it's the song of the summer, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and it's called Moo. Yeah. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Go moo. 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 Oh, it's beautiful. Moo. I mean... All I kept thinking is, your move, Rosa G, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you can check out that video and all the rest. Oh, she's still going. All yeah. the rest. Uh, you can go to krock.com. You can go to kevinabean.com. You can look for the Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Jensen Carp. Oh, back, sir. hello, everyone. Kevin, uh, Jensen, Jensen, Kevin. Hey, oh, Jensen. Hi, good to meet you. He uh, he <laughs> was filling in. He was filling uh, your uh, enormous headphones uh, a few days while you were out recently. And did I a heard fan- a lot of, hey, he really sounds great. Fantastic No job. need to have you back. Where's well, I don't Kenneth? think anybody would say that. Where's but, Kenneth? Yeah, that, yeah. We did forget your name a couple days in, and, I, and we thought it was Kenneth. It didn't sound right, but we went with it. And <laughs> now I've just been going by Kevin, which is cool. <laughs> just like around my house, fiance so, calling me Kevin. So for folks who uh, haven't heard this uh, segment in recent weeks, Jensen, mm-hmm. the uh, the history of uh, Get Up On This is from your podcast. Yes, over 360 episodes of myself and Matt Robinson on the Earwolf Network sitting around telling people what they should be into 
uh, things that not have not yet hit mainstream or things you may have missed over the past few decades. All right, so let's do it. It's time for Get Up On This. Get Up get on 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 Up On This. Okay, now, most of you know me as, like, a hip-hop nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, I like rap. You think I'd probably sit in my house and only listen to, like, Onyx on repeat. <laughs> right. That's not true. All, All right. right, but before you distance yourself from that image, where were you last night, Jensen? I, I went and saw Common and Queen Latifah at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Queen Latifah brought out MC Light and Yo-Yo, and 11-year-old Jensen just screamed in his seat. <laughs> awesome. Also, Common puts on quite a weird show. He was my next-door neighbor. Was and he? I'll just say he put on quite a show, jogging shirtless. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Good Lord, ladies. He also just has, like, a one-man show where he's just like, and then in Chicago, I lived like this, and then he plays just it. telling stories. Yeah, kind of, but it's like kind of like a retrospective of his career. Wow, that's that's nice. That sounds like fun. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of cool. He doesn't, right, he doesn't so- mention Kanye at all, which I thought was kind of awesome. He's so like, that's I met your... Jay Dilla. I met, and then he just does three Kanye songs and doesn't mention him. Which is amazing. <laughs> Seems like they're not friends. Okay, listen. I like music outside of hip hop. Okay. I especially like kind of sugary uh, road trip pop music. Okay. okay. Uh, every year, I find myself listening more and more to like a yacht rock playlist. Mm, uh, love it. And I listen miss- to being. Mm, yeah. I love it. I love, love it. yacht rock. Mm, I bunch, love of, it. bunch of white people in a room, baby. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I, you know, I kind of wish there was a new Christopher Cross or a new Hall & Oates. And, and we don't necessarily have that. But there is a band out of Lincoln Heights, Los Angeles, a local band, uh, that is really focusing on that synth-pop sound, very breezy, that's reminiscent of uh, of Yacht Rock, or even, like, a band that I'm really into, like Future Islands, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Sort of that, that electronic pop sound that has a, a base in rock. They released a song a few weeks ago, uh, which is uh, supposedly off a forthcoming EP just in the next month or so. Uh, the album is going to be co-produced, as is this song, by Math Bishop, which is a name you've heard from his work with U2 and The Killers and Jack Lee. So all things you are uh, comfortable with here at Just K-Rock. Just those bands? Uh, well, many others. <laughs> A lot more, too. Uh, many others, but ones that are on K-Rock. So right. I feel like I'm with you now. Okay. okay. I'm not just bringing in Chance the Rapper's little brother. Okay. Uh, his name is Cole Bennett. <laughs> if you okay. need to look him up at all, he's a pretty good musician as well. Uh, the band was started by a uh, singer and guitarist Edson Choi, uh, who was formerly in Warships, which is another band I liked, uh, and guitarist Mike Neeson. And it feels nostalgic and it's perfect for summer and perfect for Los Angeles. The song is called Year of Self, and uh, this is that song.
love this. This is great, right? It's Yacht Rock synth pop. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm always looking for a Chris Christopherson to enter yes. my life. It's 2018, <laughs> and I think I found it. What's the band's name again? Uh, the band's name is Talk Time. That song is called Year of Self. They've okay. only released that so far. Uh, but there's a bunch of remixes online as well. So they put out like a remix EP, which is something you do to okay. get on blogs and stuff. But that's the original version. That's the one I'm sort of getting you up on now. Uh, that is. Uh, that actually has a melody. Yeah. And it has real instruments. And I'll tell you this. Weezer's going to cover it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> or at least Toto. Uh, the band can be followed on Twitter. It's at Talktime Band. Also, if you're here in Los Angeles, they'll be at the Moroccan Lounge opening for Los Colonias August 30th. So this is a band that I uh, endorse highly, and I think I'm excited to hear what's coming up next yeah. from them. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I, I will find you Yacht Rock. Bring me in here. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> Take your chances. Get up, get on up. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. All right, do we have Mr. Cho? We do. We love Mr. Cho. Yes. John Cho, you guys, is back on the Kevin and Bean Show. He is a star of a new film in select theaters everywhere tomorrow, opening wide the week after. It is called Searching. John, welcome back, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. It's our pleasure. The uh, what's the ta- what's the elevator pitch tagline you've been telling people when they say, "Oh, you got a movie called Searching coming out." What's it about? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, this is a suspenseful thriller uh, about a, a man searching for his uh, missing daughter, and uh, he has to go into her computer to find out where she might be, and in the process, discovers she might not be who he thought he uh, she was. There's an unconventional component, which is that uh, the movie is shot entirely on, uh, or is told entirely through uh, the devices that we use all the time, phones and tablets and computers. All right, can I just stop you right there and say, my first reaction to that is, "Ah, sounds gimmicky. Yeah. Then I saw it. Unbelievable. Not gimmicky at all. And you don't even notice that that's how they're doing it. It's told so well. I'm going to be bummed when I see a quote-unquote normal movie now. I'm like, ew, what? look at this landscape. This blows. Right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, that was the goal we talked about. You know, um, I did. I, I actually passed on the movie at first. I said, I don't want to do a YouTube video, man. Um, and uh, I'm out. Uh, but the director kept coming back at me and he convinced me that we were going to make something that felt uh like a, a, a traditional movie so totally um, yes yeah. we yeah go ahead i was gonna say yeah you uh, uh five minutes in you completely forget about that and it's just a normal movie you're telling a great story yeah oh that's so gratifying to hear i'm so glad i uh, that's that's relieving <laughs> John, I'm sure people uh, ask you this all the time that have uh, been lucky enough to see Searching ahead of time, but what internet provider does your character have? Because <laughs> it's it is real quick. instantaneous. <laughs> I want to. I know it's, in San, it's set in San Jose. Is this some like super hyperspeed that they have for the internet up there? <laughs> I think you must be right. I mean, uh, that is uh, uh, suspension of disbelief, man. Yeah, yeah you right, have, exactly. You don't have to wait a, just a fraction of a second even. Mm-hmm. Everything's right there. <laughs> Everything loads immediately. And there, there are no, uh, no autoplay uh, ads you got to sit through or anything like that. It's incredible. <laughs> now, I was thinking about this from your perspective as an actor. And you've done so many roles of, that are so different. Nothing like this before, I imagine. Most of your scenes, am I wrong about this? Most of the scenes that you shoot because of the nature of the way the film is done 
are less than 30 seconds long. Is it? Am I wrong about that? Um, you know, the, the takes were long. They cut back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, the weird part as an actor for me was uh, just essentially having one angle the whole time, which is uh, an extreme close-up. So mm-hmm. it was not great for my vanity. And also just it was weird because <laughs> there were no people in the room uh, to act with and there was yeah. nothing on the screen. So it was it was kind of like a super... Uh, you know, the, the 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 most intense version of a Star Trek movie, like all green screen. Right. Wow. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And most of your scenes, I mean, and you do get out and we do see you, you know, jogging at one point. Yeah. We see you out at a lake at one point. So you did have some outdoor time. But a lot of it was just shot in in that one house. It must have felt a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah, it was strange. I didn't it didn't feel like any other um, role that I'd done before, um, you know, and I just didn't have the. Uh, I just felt like I didn't have as much control as I like, which is to say um, you'd like to, to to know that they can cut away uh, on uh, to the to the wide uh, at some point or, you know, active people that, you know, looking into a person's face does, uh, you know, uh, it makes it easier to be authentic. So. It was a uh, it was a challenge, but um, plus you're you know, so handsome too. I mean, we didn't mind. Right. Your pores look I know, great. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, My mother agrees with you. <laughs> it seems like Kevin, you're the uh, you're the uh, the dad of uh, now adult kids. W- is there anything more terrifying than going to your daughter's laptop and not oh, knowing God, no. what you're going to find? Mm-hmm. Would never do it, uh, except for these circumstances. Right. Would never yeah. do it, yeah. except for these circumstances. Well, it is interesting too because it's sort of like um, you know we used to tell our children like be careful of the creep uh, that one creep at the park. Right but now, every creep in the world. Uh, theoretically, has access to your children in their room. Including so is... you. <laughs> I mean, it had to feel odd to be going... I know it's just a movie and it's fiction, but to be going through your daughter's, you know, computer... Facebook, all her social media. Right, to yeah. try and figure yeah. out clues of where she is. It was fascinating. Uh, yeah, and... Go ahead. Allie, at what point... Uh, don't give anything away, but at what point did it turn into a butthole clencher for you? Uh, well, first of all, I'm crying within the first five minutes of the movie, and I was like, I did not expect to cry in this. And then it goes on, and I'd say maybe a quarter of the way in, my butthole was clenched. And I'm not going to lie, John, you apologized to me on Twitter last night. <laughs> it it hasn't really unclenched. What? I have been thinking about this movie. There there are so many twists and turns that you never... I, I think I'm a pretty smart person. I watch a lot of murder shows. You feel like you can guess where it's going? I couldn't at least three separate times. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. there's some twisted turns, that's yes, for sure. it is so good. We are uh, talking oh, to actor so John great. Cho here on the Kevin DeVito show about his new film called Searching in Select Theaters uh, tomorrow. And I couldn't, I couldn't let you go, John, without asking about uh, hashtag Asian August because the story that I saw last night about some of your friends over across the aisle in Crazy Rich Asians. Tell folks what they did for you. Uh, John Chu, the director of Crazy Rich Asians, and the uh, the star Henry Golding. Uh, bought out a theater to uh, to uh, help us with our opening weekend numbers, and it's it's I'm so overwhelmed, uh, you know, thinking about it. And um, uh, hashtag Asian August is people going out there and supporting Asian Americans uh, in film, um, and uh, it's been you know looking back at history, we haven't had a lot of representation on the, 
on the American screen. So it's amazing that people are coming out and getting active. I love it Absolutely. so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, way past time for for more representative roles for for all sorts of people that we haven't been seeing on yeah. screens for a long time. Were you deeply offended that you weren't asked to be in Crazy Rich Asians, though? <laughs> I was neither crazy, rich, nor Asian enough. <laughs> Tell me about the... This is a first-time writing group? First movie they wrote? This is... Uh, or no? You know what? I don't know. I don't think so. I think um, uh, Kevin Kwok, that might be his first screenplay, but he did write the book. Oh, I think oh, he, no. you're, you were talking about John's movie, right? I'm talking about your movie. Oh, not my movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to promote Crazy Rich Asians, John. <laughs> they're, they're doing fine. We had John Chu in. Now we have John Cho. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, very confusing, my even for me. That's on uh, me. Chu Cho. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sebo Hanian and uh, Anish Chaganti are first-time filmmakers. Uh, I'm not sure it's the first time they wrote a screenplay, but this is the first one they got produced. Dang. And so... It's unbelievable. Well, it's a, it uh, we've, we've been lucky enough to all see this ahead of this conversation, John, and we recommend it very highly to the K-Rock audience. Like mm-hmm. Ali said, it has twists and turns you will not see coming. It is a very compelling story. It's every parent's worst nightmare is to lose a kid and then the follow-up on trying to find out what happened. And by the way, big, big star, we haven't even mentioned Deborah Messing co-stars in this as well. playing. Playing a role like you've never seen before. So definitely go check it out in select theaters tomorrow and then opening wide the following Friday, August 31st. John, you know, you've been coming on the show for many, many years here at K Rock, and we always appreciate when you make time for us, man. You're welcome anytime. Allie, again, I'm sorry about your butt. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. Thursday now, Allie's here with What's Happening. Remember when we heard there was going to be a movie about the late Fox News chief, Roger Ailes, and all of the allegations against him, the whole sexual harassment scandal, and we were like, do we need that? Like, right. who? I don't and think we hell? need it, and I can't believe Fox News would allow that film to be made. I figured out they, I thought they'd figure out some way to sue that thing out of existence. Well, then we found out Nicole Kidman will be playing Gretchen Carlson, so that kind of changed it for me. I was like, okay, I'm listening. Charlize Theron will be playing Megan Kelly. Wow. Margot Robbie will be in the movie. Not sure who she will be playing, but they have now cast Roger Ailes. We now know who will be, will be playing him. Breaking news. And now, a breaking news bulletin. Playing Roger Ailes, the late Fox News chief. And now, a breaking news bulletin. In the upcoming... <laughs> In the upcoming movie about his sexual harassment Live, scandal. local, yep. okay. breaking. All right. Uh, will be none other than John Lithgow. Lithgow? Lithgow? I've always heard Lithgow, but... I always thought it was Lithgow, and then I feel like when he started winning awards, people were saying Lithgow. I mean, I think we know what you mean. John. Yeah, but which one? Which John. one is it? Is it John Lithgow or John Lithgow? Both. It's the same, I think it's same person. Oh, they're, they're going to be sharing same the role? Okay. Yeah, same guy. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's great casting. Yes. I do, too. Look, I think everything about this movie now makes me want to see it, and I was so not well, interested. It seems much more serious now with those actors and actresses right. than just scandalous. Yes. You know, it's just, just fluff. Yeah. Fluff. Well, yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like a, like a don't yell at me, uh, Allie, but a cheesy Lifetime movie. It really seems more How like they're taking, taking it seriously, you. and it's going to be quality. <gasps> I know. I'm sorry. 
Upsetting. Lifetime is television for women. <laughs> Wasn't that their tag for I real yes, it long was. Time? I never watched <laughs> it. Because you're a dude. They should have had Kevin Spacey play the role, by the way. Well, that would have been uh, just... Spot on. Right. Spot there. on. I mean, yeah, he certainly has all the, ex- all the experience sexually harassing everybody. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my interview with Roger Ailes? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I did I did mornings at Fox News Channel for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Weekend Fox and Friends. Good times, everybody. But you go uh, good, through... Good fit having you on that channel, <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, they're like, she's blonde. She can show off legs. Get her in here. Right? Um, but I had uh, gone through like three different interviews with the people right below him. So the last two were with Bill Shine, who's now... I don't know what he does at the White House, but he's... Yeah, yeah so, he just, just transferred yeah. over to the White House. Right? After he found out that he was behind everybody getting cleared for sexual harassment at Fox News, mm. he was finally fired. Now he's working at the White House. But right before my interview with Roger Ailes, I said to Bill Shine, I said, so will he do the whole interview just kind of, you know, from the side? And he said, what, what do you mean? And I said... I mean, he's Alfred Hitchcock, right? That's the same guy, right? And he goes, Alex, seriously, don't joke about things like that before you meet him. He was terrified. Like, what are you doing? You're going to mess up this whole interview. And apparently I didn't. Roger Ailes loved me. Hmm. Want to know what he said? Sure. Want to know what I like about you? And I was like, oh, right. no. This was before any of this came out. But he goes, you're not afraid to be ugly on camera. <laughs> And I was like, I'm I'm sorry. What a horrible thing to say. And then he says, you know, you're like a young um, Lucy or you're like a young, who could I think of? Like a Carol Burnett where you're not afraid to like dive into a vat of pudding just for the segment. And I said, lead with that. Lead with those two comparisons. Not say you're not afraid to be ugly on camera. That's funny. <gasps> It was kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was before everything came out about Yeah. Him. Then yeah. he, uh, I didn't stay longer. Maybe he would have had me twirl around in front sure. of him and yeah. whatnot. Good times. What a horrible I, I, man he turned I out do to get be. The, indeed. I do get the sense that as a woman at Fox News, you mm-hmm. have to be really, really hot to get hired. Mm-hmm. And the minute you walk in the door, you start aging out. Oh, for sure. Like the clock starts ticking. All Absolutely. right. This one's not going to last long. Those looks won't last forever. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when people would post. Um, the picture of all the Fox News women mm-hmm. and there's like 40 of them mm-hmm. and they're all blonde and you would swear it was the same picture unless you yeah. really looked at it. Concerning. Yeah. Glad I, I still think Inovision has the hottest anchors but Fox, mm-hmm. does, they try, man. They're right behind them. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to rank hot chicks on the news. Well, I'm just saying like <laughs> CNN doesn't seem to hire anyone because they're hot. I don't know why. It's crazy. They hire people who seem to be journalists. And guess what? They're last in the ratings. They're getting beat. You're right. This really took a weird turn, didn't it? (laughs) Really took a weird turn. So, Nicki Minaj, what is going on with her? She's postponed. I don't like this. Yeah, she's postponed her previously announced North American tour with Future. A statement from Live Nation notes that Nicki has decided to reevaluate elements of production on the tour. So... Uh, did she realize, okay, it's just not coming together how I wanted it? This was right after the VMAs, so not sure if that performance, she saw some issues that she'd want to work out for a little longer before she went on tour. But hmm. now the new tour is going to kick off in May 2019. Dates have not been announced, but due to scheduling conflicts, Future will not participate. So wow. that was kind of the big 
part of the tour were those two together. Yeah. Well, Ooh. I mean, the reports all yesterday that they deny is that the ticket sales were terrible. Yeah, that is uh, unverified reports of extremely low ticket sales. Which wow. surprises me. I would I would have thought that Nikki would be a draw. You would think. Yeah. I don't feel that way. No? I don't know. Really? But I could be off, but it just seems like... I mean, she's got the number two album in America right now. Which she I mean, thinks she has... is number one. Right, exactly. Yeah. She does. She definitely has people who like her, but hmm. I, I was surprised by that. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. Right. I don't know. Thank you. Oh, my God. Right. I'm so... Right. Oh, my God. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. All right, Nikki. Thanks. Yeah. What's good? Remember that? Sure, I do remember what's good. Good times. (laughs) I just can't believe this even happened. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. It did. All right, some birthdays for you. Dean DeLeo, Kobe Bryant, Jay Moore, Julian Casablancas, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. When you see a photo of bloody underwear under any circumstances, there's no possibility that there's good news happening. Correct. And that was the case. It's also, I don't need to see anymore. I, absolutely. I'm yeah. out. I know that I am on a page that I do not need to be on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. If there is a photo of bloody underwear. Right. And one was making the rounds this uh, this week with Bryce Mitchell. Now, I am not familiar with Bryce Mitchell, but he was, uh, what did Dave say? He was on the... Ultimate U- Fighter. Ultimate Fighter, yeah. How did he do it? What uh, what what did he do to his testes, Kevin? I, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go into that story much. All right. It's not good. Allie, will you read a statement so I don't have to? Am I allowed to say what he ripped the way yes. he says yes. it? Okay. Yes. Here's his statement. And he, wow. I hope this is going to feel less painful mm. for Kevin and me to not have to say these okay. words. Yeah. It'll temper it a little bit if it comes from I don't know. Me. I still have to hear it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to train today, but I ripped my nutsack in half. I'm about to get stitched up. Oh. I was holding a board over my head with the drill in my pants. I was sizing up the board, and the drill went off and tangled my nuts up oh in it. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. Hold on. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm holding a board over my head mm-hmm. with a drill in my pants. Like he probably put it between his legs type between of thing. Between his legs. Yeah. Okay. Sizing up the board, and the drill went off. Yeah. And it was just too close to his crotch, I right. guess. Mm. Okay. I don't like it. Going on, he said, I dropped the board and reversed the drill and untangled my nutsack, but they was ripped in half. Oh, no. I'm serious, too, (laughs) LOL. There's not an LOL. There's no LOL there. That is an incorrect use of LOL. I obviously can't post a pic. Thank God. That isn't good for you. No. But when my nuts are healed back, (laughs) sealed back up, I'm going to come train again. I think a high kick would re-rip them. Ha ha. Oh. And if I hear any S puns about this whole, this is nutty or screwed up, I ain't talked to you for about a month. (laughs) If you're going to drop a pun to make fun of me, at least put some thought into it, LOL. His spelling is atrocious. It is. God bless him. It does feel like he's writing from the 1930s, too. (laughs) All right, so he had a drill accident, essentially. And I I know that lots of people get injured when they're doing, you know, they're doing construction or they're doing hardware or they're doing crafts or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're using tools. People chop off fingers and things like that. But we're specifically talking about genitals today. That's what we're talking about. You injured your junk. 
You injured your junk is what we're looking for at 1-800-520-1067. And a few minutes ago, Allie, I asked you if uh, if this happens to ladies as well. Yeah. And the first thing you said was what? You ever rode a bike? Dear Kevin and Bean, Erica writes in from the OC. Hey, Kevin and Bean, I was on a bike ride with my dad when I flipped over the handlebars and a handlebar went up my junk. Oh, oh. Lord. I had very bloody underwear later on and a <gasps> bruised pelvic bone for a week. Yeah. No fun at all, Erica. I'd like to take a vote again, uh-huh. if I could, yeah. and just say, are we positive we want to continue with this yeah. topic? Um, do we want to take calls? I might second to no. <laughs> um, the more we get into it and the more it's starting to hurt already. Mm. By the way, Bryce Mitchell, the uh, UFC fighter, the MMA fighter, who uh, who, who ripped, his, uh, ripped his nuts with the drill, he tweeted this morning, <laughs> Well, Mama, we made it. Sports Center is talking about my nutsack. <laughs> I kind of so, love him. That's so awesome. He is forever, just like Mike Tyson is forever known as the guy who bit off Holyfield's ear. Yeah. Or this a rapist. Bri- what? Huh? Oh, right. Or a rapist, right. Yeah. Bryce Mitchell is forever going to be the guy who drilled his nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what you want. No. Now, Kevin, uh, tell your story, because it's one Do of my favorites of, of, young, of young lamb stories. I was a pitcher in high school in baseball, and I was throwing smoke, by Where the way. You? Throwing yeah. smoke. Cool. Um, and I threw a fastball right over the plate, and the batter made perfect contact with it. Mm-hmm. And it was a line drive right back at me in my junk. No. Before I could before I could move my hands or get in the way or jump right. out of the way or anything, it came back so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got a, it's coming at you like a hundred hundred miles an hour. And I just kinda of, kinda of stood there and this sort of fell over. Yeah. And I laid out there on the ground, and I needed to throw up, and I didn't know my head was spinning, and I didn't know it was happening, and I just laid there and laid there, and my coach, who was a very funny guy, he was a very young guy, he came out, and he leaned over, and he whispered to me, uh, you know, everyone's watching you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that made it better. <laughs> and I mean, there it was, uh, it was swollen, I'm going to say four times. As big. Wow. For two to three days. What a letdown when the swelling goes down, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, no, you don't no, want your testicles no? swollen, Allie. No, that's um, not uh, ideal. All right, I have two questions. One is uh, cup or no cup? Um, No, I don't know. I don't remember. Because okay. I think it would help if you had a cup. Yeah, think, it may have yeah. all come off if I didn't have a cup. Yeah, right. And thing two is, uh, and it doesn't sound like this happened to you, but I understand that if you get hit hard enough in the testicles, it can you can pass out. Like, instantly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it knocks you out. I think I did pass out two or three times while I was laying there because oh, I was God. very confused about what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I would sort of wake up and look up and see people around me, and then I felt the need to throw. It's the worst. Yeah. And any time I, mean, I hear one of these stories, I feel myself like I need to throw up again. Yeah. It's yeah. like people who've broken their ankle, and then they see it happen to somebody else, and you feel those feelings. It's a uh, it's a sensitive area. Guys. It's not ideal. It is sensitive. <laughs> All right, let's get into Raul's call. Glassell Park, like that's a place. Line two. Hey, really, Glassell Park. Hey, Raul. Where's Glassell Park, Raul? <laughs> uh, it's actually Glassell Park, and it's over just. Uh... Just east of Dodger Stadium, actually. Oh, all no right. kidding! All right, well, good for you. <gasps> Are you serious, Bill? <laughs> I never heard of it before. Have you? Yes. You're an idiot. K- 
Kevin, have you heard of it before? Not once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raul. We're talking about we're talking about uh, genital injuries. What happened, sir? Well, uh, I was uh, I'm a plumber, so we got to an apartment building, and there's a wrought iron security gate around this building. Oh no! And uh, we tried to get a hold of the tenant, which wasn't replying. So uh, I decided that I was going to take the lead and jump over the security fence. Mm. Sure. <laughs> mm. And as I got onto the doorknob and was putting my leg over it, flip, and then I felt a warm liquid coming down my leg. Oh, oh my nuts! I'm not the- enjoying this. <laughs> I'm so, not having fun. So the fence, the one of the sharp parts of the fence, just what, did it go through your testicle? And oh. It went through my jeans, through my boxers, and yes, it went. Not the actual testicle, but the sack. Oh, dude! Oh, I don't, I don't have those, and I'm in pain. Was it difficult to remove you from it, or did you? I mean, did they have to cut Were it you away? Stuck or? there for like no. six hours. He's still there. <laughs> no, actually, I just uh, once I started feeling the warm, uh, like down yeah. my leg, I just stood up, you know, got back up and came okay, off, good. and then realized that it was blood. Oh my yeah. god! Wow, good times. All right, Raul, thank you so much for calling, sir. We appreciate it. By the way, a topic for another day, Kevin. You recall. We've done You Got Impaled before on the show. Yeah. And my mom was impaled on an iron fence, and it went in her back and out her stomach. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so, and she was th- she was there. They did have to cut the fence away to get her out of there, but thank God we're not talking about that today. Thank right. God we're only talking about nut injuries. <laughs> oh All right, God. 1-800-520-1067. Were you like Raul? Share your story. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Ray from Chatsworth. Hi, Ray. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Poorly. Well, well we're talking about <laughs> genital injuries. It sounds like you're the dumbass of the week, if uh, I understand your story correctly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Buddy and I decided to jump into each other's arms over a pool, and we ended up smashing nuts. And uh, <laughs> my... Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> my, uh, You're the... my, okay. my left nut for a month was literally black. And oh. uh, so uh, so everyone found out that this happened. So I ended up showing off my left nut for about a month to everybody that I knew. And it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people were dying to see it. That is I, uh, a cr- <laughs> incredibly stupid way to get hurt, right? Smashing I, uh, nuts. <laughs> I uh, I thought I wasn't going to be able to have kids, so I went to the doctor. Doctor said that my left nut was fine, that I was going to be good. So, but you'd uh, have black kids. You know, I, <laughs> no? So dumb. Yeah, yeah, you are so they, they were, dumb. They were going to be half, half black, half Mexican. You know, <laughs> Thank you, Ray. We appreciate the call. Let's go clean up the hallway. There's nothing in the hallway. So I'll be right back. Not it's a thing. Really dirty. Really? You don't want to hear some more of this? And I, I'll i be back in a second. Probably uh, six, seven minutes. Huh. We were talking about uh, Bryce uh, Mitchell, the UFC fighter, who ripped his nutsack, his words, in half... With a drill injury, so that's what we're talking about here today. Man, we're getting some good ones here.
yeah. from the 951. So, as a kid, I climbed a metal pole and was going to slide down like a fireman once I got to the top. There was a hook for a volleyball net oh. that I didn't notice on my way up, Mm-mm. but it hooked through my sack on mm. the way down. Mm. My mom had to come lift me off once she heard me yelling, holy F, it was horrible. Mm. Uh, Luis writes in, my great-grandfather was a Spanish bullfighter. First of all, shame on him. Second of all, he split his unit in half during a bullfight. His girlfriend at the time broke up with him because of it, but according to him, she missed out because after it was sewn back together and healed, it was twice the normal size permanently. Mm. Is that what you want, though? I mean, uh, look, at least there was some upside at the end of his journey, right? It wasn't all bad news. All right, let's 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 get back to some calls. Let's start with Mary Silverlake, please. Line 6, 1-800-520-1067. We've been hearing from a lot of dudes. Time to find out what's going on with the ladies. Hi, Mary. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi. What happened? Um. So several years ago, I was... Uh, 18, about to start college as a dance major. Um, and just my luck, I was dancing in my living room four days before I was supposed to go move into college. Mm-hmm. And I did a leap and I stumbled and I landed kind of on the backside of the couch, like straddling it. Right. And, and it really hurt. But the worst part was after a couple hours, um, there was some swelling and I ended up developing a, what's called a labial hematoma. Okay. So, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't so sound sexy. It was a balloon. Oh. And I had to go to the doctor and have it surgically drained. Okay. So, all right. Hey, this has been fun, everybody. Thanks for how, calling. How do, you, how do you have a story? How are you a, a dancer who's 18 who has a story about a labia and you figure out a way to make it not sexy? <laughs> I know, it was the, the worst thing ever. And then a couple of days later, I moved into my new dorm in college, and I was the dance major who couldn't walk, and everyone wanted to know why I was on crutches. Mm. <laughs> oh, Mary, did it ultimately heal fine and you're How okay now? How long do we have to talk to Mary? I just want to make sure she's okay now. Are you all right now? It's now, yes. Okay, it's, good. It's All right. Healed. I love you, Mary. Nothing against I you. I do, too. Thank you for the call. We Get appreciate it. Labia drain. <laughs> oh, yes. Crap. I never want to hear those two words Same. together. Oh. Um, well, that's it. That's all. We're out of time, No, everybody. we got Carly. We got Carly from Fullerton. She's another uh, lady injury on line seven, please. Carly, thank right. you for listening to the Kevin Beach Show. What happened to you? Hi. When I was about six, I was climbing a treehouse, and I just remember my foot slipping, and I just landed all my weight on the wooden rung of the treehouse, and I just remember screaming, my parents running out, and then I had to pee, and I went back for a couple weeks after that. Oh, oh my God. man. Now, are you like us? When uh, Once it's happened to you once, can you visualize it the rest of your life? Like, that's a pain you'll never forget. Um, I think most of it I blurred from my memory. Okay, so I think that's that's smart. Thank you for the call. Kevin, I know you want to talk to Malcolm. He's in Burbank. He's on line two up next. time, though. Man, we're running late. We got a lot of good stuff. But you'll really enjoy Malcolm's story. Get to coming up. Good morning, guys. Just a minute. Kevin Bean, Allie. Malcolm, what happened? Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? We're good. What happened to your balls? Asked and answered. What happened to your balls? All right, so this happened to my cousin. I was in Johnny Carson Park in Burbank, and uh, we were um, 
we were uh, at a family barbecue and uh, we were just playing some baseball and then we got tired of you know playing catch so we decided to see which one of us can you know knock a few home runs or knock a few balls out of the park so um i went up first and i tossed the ball up and when i swung i totally missed the ball but the follow-through um went right to my cousin who was standing directly behind me right to his ball sack oh went all the way around and hit him exactly yeah so he just instantly started screaming fell to the floor this is between the age of like 11 and 13 somewhere like 12 so yeah I, i would like to say and i don't know what the rules were for your game malcolm i think that counts as a home run Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, that's two yeah, balls, Bean. <laughs> two balls, no strikes. <laughs> All right, just just zero and two. Sorry, thanks for calling. All right, Are we, can we be done? Really, two and zero. Oh, I guess makes more sense. Yeah, I think we're done now. Okay. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Doctor Drew Pinsky's on the phone. Hey, Doc. Hey guys, what's happening? It's great to have you. We appreciate your time every week. Hey, uh, should we ask him to yeah. do the bet first before we get to that? Okay. So we're just having a conversation a few minutes ago about uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, Batman himself is back in rehab, and we were uh, expressing a great deal of sympathy for how difficult it is to get clean. I mean, it's a lifelong struggle for a lot of people, and it's certainly what you've spent most of your professional life talking about, Dr. Drew. Here's Kevin to lay out your choices. We need you to settle an argument for us because we got money on the line. All right. Good. Then I went I'm into ready. betting, which I'm not yeah. proud of. It's gross. Um, so I said I thought alcohol was the worst. The hardest to get off of, right? Yes. And All then right. I said... Allie said pills. I think it's pills. And then and Bean said heroin. And I said heroin. So then Kevin said, well, we have Dr. Drew on in 10 minutes. Let's just ask him. He can settle it. Which is the most addictive, the hardest to get off of in well, rehab? Well, you're, you're asking multiple <clears throat> questions using multiple different terminologies that don't necess- aren't the same thing. Okay. So most addictive... And most difficult to stop versus most difficult to stay stopped versus most dangerous withdrawal. Okay, so I don't me, even understand what you're saying now. <laughs> let me parse it out. Okay. Alcohol is the only withdrawal that can commonly kill you. So alcohol withdrawal is the most dangerous. Okay. Okay. Heroin withdrawal is the most unpleasant, the most difficult. Okay. Okay. Uh, heroin. In, in terms of you know the most addictive, people usually think in terms of the most rapidly addictive. So cocaine sort of goes in that category. But in opiates, once you get hooked, which takes a few weeks, that's the hardest to stay stopped. And the opiates, whether you're taking it intravenously or taking them orally, doesn't make that big a difference. But it's maybe a little worse when you get to the IV because it shows that you've progressed more. Hmm. So I'm just going to call it a wash because none of us had any idea what we were talking about. Probably good. I think that's bottom line. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for uh, clarifying that for us, Dr. Drew. We appreciate it. All right. Oftentimes, we see an article and we say, what are they trying to say with this? And then we get a little deeper into it and we need a guy like you to walk us through it. I don't know if you saw this on the Huffington Post, but the headline is, watching shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians makes you a worse person. And it sounds like what they're getting at here, according to this study from the London School of Economics, is that if you watch shows like that one that kind of glorify consumption and wealth, you will become a person who becomes more obsessed with those things and will have less uh, less uh, feelings for the poor. You'll be less interested in people who don't have those things. You'll look down on them because of your TV role models. Is there anything to that at all, Doctor? 
Well, there's something to it, but I, I found it a rather strange study with a strange result. So to be very, very cautious in, with uh, sort of interpreting this. But uh, the idea, I, I mean, think about when you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, who do you think about hating more than anybody? You don't think about hating poor people. You think about hating the Kardashians, right? Absolutely. You're hoping yeah, for a so, bomb to drop out of the sky at any moment. Yeah. Right. Those are people hate watching it. I think well, there's well, a lot of people that watch it because they really enjoy it well, and admire those people. We have <laughs> we have two, we have sort of conflicting systems in our mind, right? Mm-hmm. One is we have envy. Right? This is actually shown out up in the anthropological uh, literature. We have envy for people that have more than we do, and we want to knock them down. Mm-hmm. That's that says more about us and our kind of narcissism than anything else. They're very narcissistic people tend to really act out envy, and they act out envy on people that have more than they do, and that's where all that feeling of I hate them comes from. Okay. But by, the, but by the same token, think of the impulse that humans have to create royalty. We have an impulse to do that. I think some of that impulse is born out in how people give money to like preachers on TV and things so they can get an extra plane. We, we want to lift people up at the same time that we want to tear them down. So those two conflicting impulses are in us to one degree or another. Huh. Whether or not whether or not that influences how we feel about people who have less, I think it's a bit of a stretch. You I do. If anything, if anything, I think these impulses kind of unify us as a, as, as a have-not. You know, when you're have-nots, you at least have the power to elevate, and you have the power to tear down, and you wish you could get there yourself so you work hard at it. But I'm, I'm skeptical of the idea that it's sort of it creates disdain for it. it. May create more interest in wealth and more sort of because there's there's something called priming in psychology. Like if you look at pictures of you know of, of jewelry and then you know then talk about uh, your feelings about royalty. Guess what? Your feelings about royalty tend to be a little more positive just because you looked at pretty pictures of jewelry. Right. Some, something about that priming is where these negative feelings are this, coming from. This study does. Way. This study does break it down into really, I think, ridiculously small groups. Like, if you watch 60 seconds of a show like that, it will affect your view of people who don't have enough. And again, I I would caution, you know, what that finding is. And then is that something that, you know, stays with you the rest of the day or the rest of the year or makes you a bad person? I, I, don't, I don't see the correlation. I just yeah. And they and also mentioned... Not that I think reality is, is good for us, by the way. I think it's, right. it's bad for us, but I think it's bad for us for the schadenfreude. I think it's because it is an opportunity for us to act out our envy, which is our worst impulse. They do also mention, by the way, not just to you know blame everything on television. Even people who read magazines like GQ and Vogue that are filled with uh, you know advertisements for luxury goods for expensive stuff, it makes you want that stuff more. That's how advertising works, and it become you become so much more materialistic sometimes, and again less sympathetic, less empathetic to people who do, who don't care about. Same with Instagram, and, by the way. And let, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And let, I, don't know, I get FOMO all the time. And, and, and less happy. This is the other thing in the happiness research, which shows that humans are very, very happy with very, very little until they see somebody else with more, and then they get unhappy. 
There you go. That's that's a, you could write a book just about that, Doctor Drew. That's a yep. that's a major point right there. Yep. All right, great stuff as always, Doctor Drew. Midday live Monday through Friday, noon to three on seven ninety K ABC. Doctor Drew had some great guests on all of his various podcasts too. The OG Doctor Drew podcast, the Adam and Doctor Drew podcast that he does five days a week, and the Swole Patrol, of course, with Mike Catherwood and others. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app at the App Store or Google Play. Have a great week, sir. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's here with one final look at uh, what's happening here on this Thursday morning. Well, a couple hours we a couple hours ago, we did Internet Roundup, mm-hmm. and Dave introduced us to someone, dare I say, spoke to us, that we fell in love with. American well, hero. American hero. Kevin and I loved him. Bean, not so much, but this he... better not be Paul Flart. It is indeed Paul Flart. Oh, if you missed this dude. it... This is a guy that for six months recorded himself at his desk farting. Here's here's just a, a taste. I don't want to taste. Yeah. Oh, we know. We all know what farting. So got every it. single time he farted, yeah. he would record himself. He would grab his uh, phone, record it, and then he created an Instagram page, Paul Flart. Well, I've got some really bad news. After that whole segment, I said to Dave, I said, I am really nervous about him. What if somebody from his work sees it and they fire him? Well, well because you see the logo on his, his security outfit. Yeah. Well, guess what? Doug, a.k.a. Paul Flart, tells the blast that he got booted Last week from his job as a security guard at a hospital in Polk County, Florida. God damn you, Florida. No kids, no. I'm with that guy. He was doing good work. Right? So Doug explains that his boss's son. I know, I know. It's okay. There, there. Doug explains that his boss's son saw his viral videos and told his dad. What a little dick. Who intercepted Doug in the parking lot, fired him on the spot. What a bitch your son is. F you. What's right about that? Nothing's right about it. But because of this, we have found more out about Doug. He says the fart phenomenon started one night when he let one rip while working his job. And the acoustics in the room were so good (laughs) that he thought, I got to keep delivering. So, like I said, for six months, he started recording himself farting at his desk. All right. Please stop playing. Sadly... He, oh, he suffered. There it is. Yeah, he suffered a small dry spell during the run. Oh. But he did some extensive research online, and he realized he had to eat more digestible fiber. That would be the key to his success. So he loaded up on granola, asparagus, and beans just to rocket those bowels back into action. <laughs> so, how do you now, have more information on this than you do about the, the next Avengers movie? Seriously, saying, how deep are you going into this? I'm going deep because the blast awesome, first of all, that it's coming from The Blast. Right. (laughs) Theblast.com did a deep dive so we don't have to, and I appreciate you, Theblast.com. Doug says he's not mad at his former employers, even though he never identifies his place of business, and he doesn't take plan on taking any action for mm. his termination, like wrongful termination. However, his next step, he's launching a YouTube page, and he's toying with getting into comedy. 
Yes, okay. please. Nobody right. has reached out just yes, yet. Yes, please. he's hoping to hear from Jimmy Kimmel. I believe we can make that happen, Doug. I believe Jimmy would be delighted to have uh, Paul Flart on. If you don't think Jimmy will either A, fly him out, or B, Skype Doug immediately. Or C, fly to him. Fly to him. <laughs> If this isn't a Jimmy Kimmel segment in the making, I don't know oh, what yeah. it is. All right, let me ask you guys this question. Mm-hmm. If it was to, look, I hate this guy and and I think he should never work again. You're wrong, but go You're ahead. The worst. If he is spending 20 seconds a day taping himself farting and that's the comedy of his Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Is that a fireable offense to you? Absolutely not. I feel like it's a little bit of an overreaction. Yes. Can you see any insignia of the hospital or anything that I identifies do, it? Because I don't know if you can make it out. I would think embarrassing your employer would. Right. Yeah, I don't think you can see where he's working. You can see maybe the name of the security firm he works for, though. We know. We know what we it sounds it, like. Kevin. We got it. So. <laughs> He does uh, good work. That's all I'm saying. And and what are the chances his comedy is something we want to see? Listen, you don't just do some fart videos and then think, I'm going to make it in comedy now. Right. Oh. But I he's, appreciate what he's doing. He probably is one of those people, like the uh, the Catch Me Outside girl, who, or Cash Me Outside girl, who goes, well, I'm, an, I'm a star now. I don't need right. a regular job. I have a job in show business now for the rest of my life. Listen. Whoa. Yeah, that sounds... Juicy. Oh, no. Are these Come his? On. Kevin. No, this is Muggs. This is Remember Muggs? Yes. We saw him in the other studio, and he was ah, dying ah, laughing ah, by himself. Yes. No one else in there. We didn't know why. Y'all are killing it right now. <laughs> right? Muggs was recording. <laughs> Forget that guy. Forget Paul Flart. We yeah. need, need Muggs on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, first of all, he started doing it because of the acoustics in the room. All he needs is a mic right? like the one Muggs had. That sounds great. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's probably enough. Oof. Guys, I don't I don't know if I want to live in a world where people get fired just for creating joy. Right? Like that. That's not I mean that's not so much joy. Yeah, that's a little that's like wet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. In case you missed it, George Clooney topped Forbes' list of highest paid actors in 2017. <laughs> no. Nope. I think we're good. Okay. All, right. All right. Now it's not us doing it. Right. This is Bean now taking over. Right. Bean. All right, then. Okay, now it's getting good. <laughs> it came back around. <laughs> this is never going to end, I hope. We are adults. Keep going, man. Keep going. Oh. Did you hear the fart just in? He's sad. That's over. He's real sad. Yeah. All right. We heard that. Between June 1st, 2017 and June 1st, 2018, George Clooney made $239 million. That's more money than any actor has ever. And most of that was because of the sale of Casamigos tequila. But my God. He was number one, followed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who came in at number two with $124 million. Robert Downey Jr. rounded out the top three with $81 million. It's It's good to be George Clooney. Yeah. Is essentially In what a lot saying. of different ways. In all the ways, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Handsome, talented, sure. beautiful, mm-hmm. smart wife. Yeah. It's annoying. 
adorable twins. Too much for one house person. House in Lake Cuomo? Like, come on, George. And people ask him. People bother asking him, hey, George, have you ever thought about getting into politics? Why would somebody Why, leave right? the perfect life right. to get into that quagmire? Right. Right. You don't hear quagmire. Ever. Enough, really. <laughs> really ever. Ever, yeah. It's a legitimate word. Except for family guy. That's it. <laughs> exactly. That's it. what I was expecting. One of you go, wait, what's quagmire have to do with it? No, it's a, it's a word that means like yes, we know. In, like, okay. It's a 1950s word. We're good with it. Sure. Right. And that to whatever file you have for that. Yeah. In case you missed it, they have some new names that are joining Top Gun Maverick. This is, of course, the sequel to Top Gun. Sure. So soon? So soon. By the way, opens July 12th, 2019. We knew that people like Val Kilmer, Miles Teller, Jennifer Conley were in, but we just found out that John Hamm has been added. All right. All right. Ed Harris has been added. Love him too. And son of actor Bill Pullman, a gent called Lewis Pullman. So, all right. I mean, I was in anyway, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Wow. Like you know who else movie. is going to be in it? No, who? It's Tad Mom, bitch. I don't oh, I forgot think, all about Tan Mom. Tan Mom's going to be in it. I miss her. Do you? No, not at all. Mm-mm. Some birthdays for you. Dean DeLeo, Julian Casablancas, Kobe Bryant, and friend of the show, Jay Moore. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. And your drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. The Machine, Burt Kreischer, joins us yes. in studio. That man is straight crazy. He is like he is a jolt of energy that lasts for hours. Yes. It's amazing when he comes in. Uh, keep it one hundred because it's Friday and we've got more passes for you for the Cabo Del Mar Festival. So that's all tomorrow morning. <laughs> all tomorrow morning on an all new Kevin and Bean. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.